Welcome to Tenet Men. Welcome to Tenet Men. I am your host, Steve, and I am joined by Kevin, and together we are doing a complete and methodical review of the Christopher Nolan 2020 epic high-concept time travel film, Tenet. We are doing a minute-by-minute analysis of the film by conducting our own temporal pincer movement. I am on the red team moving forward through the film. Kevin is on the red team traveling in reverse. What did I say? Blue team. You're on the blue team. Yeah. (laughs) You said red red team. Yeah, you know, in my notes, red and blue are right on top of each other. So, uh, and everything's just looking blurry these days. So, <laughs> sorry, Kevin's on yeah. the blue team, traveling in reverse. There should How be a, there should what? be a, a white team that's like <laughs> I don't, antagonizing. I, I don't know why. <laughs> <Yeah>. white, white, <laughs> blue. <laughs> no, there shouldn't be. Now that I think about it, no. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make this very American. Yeah, or French. Mm-hmm. How's it going? Yeah. Uh, it's it's all right. <laughs> I might be to the point where I'm sick of Tenet. Uh, just, <laughs> just this is the this is where uh, I'm kind of like just like oh god, I got to watch this movie again. Like I had to go back like five minutes on my just to be like, okay, what happens before this? <laughs> we're we're only 28 minutes in, or 28 minutes from from the end. Uh, there's still a good hour and a half to go. We still have another. Uh, 90 episodes of this <laughs> it might just right? be it, no yeah, no 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 that, half that half that 45 it, yeah 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 because it's like 76 or something until we cross over but like right. I, I think it's just that like starting from the end i had so much action <laughs> that I'm, I'm now dipping into just people talking to each other and explaining stuff and going in reverse is kind of hurting my head yeah that's fair that's fair Speaking of hurting your head, uh, just for like, because um, it's a Nolan news adjacent, uh, Westworld is back. Oh. Are you in, are you still into Westworld? No, I hate Westworld. So <laughs> let me now let me get on my soapbox for a second. The first two seasons of Westworld were really really good. Yes, like, really good, really good show. And then season three, it, like it took a nosedive. It like it once they're out of once there's no more park. Yeah, 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 I get it. Got, it. it got really bad, and then what? This is season five or four. This is four. Okay, so I watched. I started watching the first episode. No joke. Halfway through, I turned to my wife and I'm like, "Can we stop watching this show? Like, I just I can't get into this at all. Like, I don't care about these characters. I don't care about the story. I do not care about the show at all. Plus, I had just come off. We both had just come off uh, binging season four of Stranger Things, which is freaking phenomenal. Right? Return to form for that show, actually. Oh yeah. my god, that yeah. show! Well, that that season was incredible. Um, having a having a real villain completely uh, changed that show. <laughs> yeah, so good, such a good season. And then, so we go from that to you know episode one of Westworld, and I'm just like, I don't care about these people. I just don't care. I don't want to watch this anymore. So we stopped. I don't. Yeah, just stopped watching it. Cold turkey. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I, I I would say maybe check out episode two of this season because it ends. They're going. There's there's another park. They're going okay. back to a park. Uh, is what I'm gonna say. <laughs> All right. All and right. It, it it's it's pretty cool. I think that's like because it's like Jurassic. It's it's a Crichton book. Yeah. 
So it's basically Jurassic Park before Jurassic. It's Jurassic Park with robot cowboys. All right. So season one is all, oh, this is the park and this is how it operates. Da, 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 you know? <laughs> season two is up. Oh, the raptors are out. The T-Rex is out. Like, you know. Chaos. And, yeah. yeah. And episode three is um, like the, the sequel to Jurassic <laughs> Park, which is which is the dinosaurs come to L.A. You know, T-Rex, it's, T-Rex, it's the same T-Rex thing. It's, yeah. it's the same trajectory. <laughs> but I, I feel like the just to plug it because it's uh, Nolan's brother produces the show. Yeah. And there's a lot of Nolan. Nolan's wife or ex-wife is in the show um, sometimes. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. Maybe <laughs> maybe I'll give it another chance. We'll see. I'm uh, currently watching what is it, Only Murders in the Building. Huh. It's Steve Martin and Martin Short. And uh Wait, Selena is it new? Yeah, it's brand new. It's, this is like the start of season two. It's on Hulu. <laughs> oh. My wife got me into it. It's like this like comedy murder mystery. It's it's pretty funny actually. I mean wow. Steve Martin and Martin Short together are again, yeah. Classic classic. So they're they're one Chevy Chase away from uh, <laughs> uh, uh three amigos reunion. <laughs> right. But let's be fair; these are the two, the, the stronger of the uh, the, the trio. <laughs> they should just replace Chevy with a third guy. <laughs> oh man! It, All right, Joe McHale from uh, Community should just do <laughs> pretend to be his his son. He would, yeah. Actually, that would be he would be good. He would be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the show is filled with like other like cameos and stuff like sting was in an episode oh. <laughs> uh there's another yeah it's good it's a good show anyway that's talk- what we're watching we're here we're here to talk about tenet okay <laughs> i know we're burnt on burnt out on tenet but we're yeah. we're not halfway through this no i got voyage. good stuff i got good stuff coming yeah, yeah i do too actually so i think next minute's gonna be very good this minute's okay next minute gets better uh, but let's jump into it. I'm at minute marker 2721. Last week, we finished our conversation with Sir Michael. Uh, he gave us uh, crap about our Brooks Brothers suit. I did some research. A Brooks Brothers suit costs about $1,000. So a pretty good chunk of change for a suit, um, but not not high end. So have you ever gotten that quote from somebody when you're buying a suit when they're like, oh, well, the suit you want to buy should be proportional to the job, the salary that you want to make? Yeah. <laughs> You've I, ever gotten that, I, <laughs> that, well, that sales so, pitch? No, actually, uh, considering I work in sales, the, the the feedback we give people or the mantra that we give people is do the job that you want to do. Don't, don't like I think feel like dress for the job that you want to do is like 1980s early 1990s kind of mentality right yeah but now it's do the job that you want to do I work in 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 tech sales right so most people show up in a t-shirt and sandals right no one cares mm-hmm. about dress anymore in tech that's uh actually the the the, the cheaper you dress <laughs> and maybe like the less clothing gives you more credibility mm-hmm. I'm still the only schmuck showing up in a blazer to you know, to me, yeah. I, I still think there's something, something to that, but you, you have to fit the style of the time as well. You do, you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, Brooks brother yeah. suit, thousand dollars. <laughs> it's uh, it's like, it's, it's actually like the worst place to be now. Not to discredit Brooks brothers. I'm sure their products are fine, but like, if you do want to wear a suit, like you got to 
go and get like a custom tailored suit because that's what people care about or just don't wear one at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Once you put a jacket over a shirt, and, you know, over a dress shirt. It's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. So mm -hmm. if you remember, actually, last week we finished with uh, I told you there was a really interesting shot through like the little glass window. Oh, you yeah. can sort of see the protagonist getting out of the car. Uh, it is a turnstile door. And that's got to be the significance uh, of this. So, um, interesting little fact. Not not a coincidence. I'm, I promise you. Anyway, 2721, 20, 20, he's uh, coming in through the door. You can see him start walking down uh, a hallway. He approaches a host. Said, the host says, how can I help you, sir? Uh, and then you get a shot of the protagonist. He's wearing this gray suit, vest, purple tie. It looks really nice. <laughs> Much, much nicer suit. The previous suit, not that the previous suit was bad, but it wasn't like custom tailored to him. Mm -hmm. This one is, this one is very fitting. Uh, then we cut to another new scene, 2729. We're in, uh, I'm sure this room has a name. I'm sure it's probably in the script, but it's like a, an art room where there's like examining tables and lights and stuff to examine different pieces of art. Um, Kat walks through. She's approaching the protagonist. She says, sorry, I wasn't notified of any appointments, Mr. dot, dot, dot. Oh, yeah. And then the protagonist responds, Goya. And then Kat pauses, gives him a, a strange look. And she's like, Mr. Goya. <laughs> uh, obviously, that's the name of the artist. Mm -hmm. And the protagonist says, no, I'm told you're the person to see about a Goya. And then the protagonist hands Kat the drawing. And she gives it a, a quick look. And she says, that's extraordinary. Uh, so then she's hyper-focused on the drawing at this point. She walks over to one of the examining tables with it. And the protagonist, just, you know, like a, like a man getting right down to business. Uh, What's it worth? He says. And she's like, no, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Lots mm -hmm. of work to do before any kind of evaluation. Provenance, microscopic examination, x-rays. Uh, and then the protagonist says, but what does your heart tell you? Uh, what a ballsy, ballsy thing to say, right? Yeah. Because he knows, right, this is an Arepo drawing. He knows that she and Arepo had a thing, and he's he's just going right into it. Mm -hmm. And then she, like, pauses. You know, she's been examining the painting. She pauses, and she's like, sir, where did you say you acquired this drawing? And then the protagonist says, Thomas Arepo. And then uh, she stops, looks up over to the protagonist, this is almost the end of my scene, by the way. Yeah. Uh, 26, 26, 18, we just totally cut to a restaurant. <laughs> but so like there's been, there's a, this is, this is one of those moments that I talked about earlier uh, mm -hmm. in the, in like episodes, episodes ago, how like you have a conversation, you completely cut scene, but there's no break in the conversation. It just picks up exactly where the conversation left off, right? Like there's obviously hours in between when he's standing in that studio and when they're sitting at this table having having dinner, right? It, but, it, like they could have said, not here. Like, yeah. Or something. Like, like there's, you know, there's people here, you know? No. Yeah. But this, is where I, this is where I work, asshole. Let's <laughs> This is, this is really funny. I just, I think this is really funny. But it's yeah, it's a script like that too. By the way, that's called an appraisal room. Uh, there, you, I, I knew it. I knew yeah, it. Yeah, there's they have words for everything. I knew it. Um, not into and, art. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, anyway, this change of scene, but the conversation continues as if there was no change in scene or hours in between. So you would cut to a restaurant. 
And then the protagonist says, I bought my Goya for cents on a dollar from an irate Swiss banker. Traced it back to a repo and then realized I scored a bargain. Hmm. And that's it. That's the end of my scene. This, this whole plot about the, the Goya is really a red herring. It's not essential to the plot. Well, it's kind of. Well, it's, I mean, it's the, it gets it, it just gets these two characters together. Right. It's the MacGuffin to get. It's the link to get the protagonist to Seder. Yeah. Very I remember bad. I remember the first time watching this being like, I, I don't understand what's going on with the two things. <laughs> and then on later watchings, I was always like, oh, maybe one of them's inverted or something. I just but it's that's a lot of that's unresolved because it gets unless maybe we find uh, stuff that I've just always missed in my watching this way. But do you think there's any significance to it? Like the, the fact, well, I mean a little bit, right. It's, it's the leverage that Seder uses over cat, right? Because otherwise what, why does she like, why does she stay with him? She could just leave. Mm-hmm. Right. And then yeah. there's, there's no story there, but she also has leverage over the sun and her seeing the sun because of the painting, because of the painting. Right. Because she could, he he could get her thrown in jail, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I don't know. I keep wondering about the gold too. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. The dude's uh, like a, a billionaire. He like he doesn't yeah. really care about a seven million dollar painting or whatever it was, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyway. And I he think, needs Cat to keep up appearances in the social circle. Is that what his? Well, no. He's a control freak, right? No one can have her because if he can't, no one can. Okay. That's his. That's kind of his weakness, actually. Because if you think about it, if you think about it, if he did the right thing and just let her go, he'd be a lot safer. Yeah, that's true. But he's he's a stubborn Russian. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. Yeah, I get it. Okay. Just I keep looking for more <laughs> in this. Also, it's an easy way to squeeze in the name of Repo. Um, uh, into, also, into, into the script. Yeah. Never see this guy. He just. <laughs> Well, he mentioned might, a bunch of times. He might be dead. She alludes to yeah. him not being well <laughs> later <laughs> in my next minute or the minute after. But he never makes an appearance. It's never. Well, he's, never, he's dead. He's dead. He's Arepo, dead. I think Arepo's dead. Yeah, that would make sense. Right. Uh-huh. Tying up loose ends. Right. Hmm. Well, Seder's just a maniac anyway. Yeah. Like he would tie up loose ends, even if like they really weren't necessary. Right. Yeah. Just because <laughs> just for sport. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's my minute. Uh, cheese grater coming up soon. Oh yeah. Great scenes coming up for you. <laughs> um, blue team, you're up. Blue team is up. I get kind of a montage uh, in between two um, exposition heavy scenes. Um, so we end. Uh, at, well, we, the, the end of my next minute is <laughs> the beginning of this minute, which is how it works here on the blue team. Uh, I'm starting at one hour, 56 minutes, 21 seconds uh, on the shot of a cell phone being handed to Cat while they're on the shipping container. They're on the boat containing shipping containers. Um, we then cut to the protagonist looking out the porthole of his uh, Chinook helicopter as he leaves the boat carrying the shipping containers. Um, that is going in reverse or it's, it's, it's unclear from the montage at what point he gets uninverted, but um, at least he seems to be uninverted on the, on the helicopter, at least 
everything everything is moving forwards in time from his perspective. That's so. There's we don't actually see him become because like so they're traveling. Wow, I didn't realize you're already. Yeah, like, I might need. To, I, I, yeah, actually, I didn't think about this until I started speaking. <laughs> <laughs> but when they're on that ship, they are going back in time. They're inverted. Yep, they're inverted. Like everybody on that ship is inverted, but this montage seems to be happening in forward time. But sometimes, even though the character is inverted, the the camera is inverted with them. So, well, every everyone on that ship is inverted. Oh, okay. Here we're gonna get to that <laughs> in a second. So let me go through the montage, okay, okay. and then before we get to the briefing, I want to say something. Okay, so it uh, we see he's on the shipping container. Um, then we cut to Cat uh, already in Vietnam which uh, according to dialogue is weeks later. <laughs> so this is montage is really moving um, and it's wordless there. She's just on the speedboat moving towards the yacht uh, with Mahir. Um, and then it comes back uh, to the Chinooks going over a landscape. Some of the Chinooks already have the shipping containers underneath them. And some of them um, don't. Um, uh, we then see the protagonist walk off, the Chinook taking off his gas mask. So he had his gas mask on in the helicopter, which would imply he was inverted. And he's just walking off the helicopter, taking it off, which would imply he's not inverted anymore. It's possible they stop somewhere to invert him. And then um, we don't, I, I'll have to solve this in my next minute. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but the point is, then we walk into the briefing and then we get right into uh, uh the briefing here with with Ives stating Stalask 12 hidden from the world a city where anything can happen and today gentlemen for 10 minutes it most assuredly does he put some work into the beginning of this briefing Ives yeah. <laughs> he like, he's like hmm, how am I gonna <laughs> sum all this up <laughs> I have to get everyone's attention early on <laughs> towards the end he's just like yeah 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 any other stupid questions <laughs> yeah, you're all idiots <laughs> you always lose steam towards the end of a, <laughs> a team meeting but you start off strong um he says, we're divided into two teams for temporal pincer movement. We are the red team. And I see this is where they edited in that line, the Swiss B letter in the script. Um, uh, to differentiate the teams, you'll wear these. And they pass out the, the armbands really quickly. Um, and then he, he says, our friends over there are on the blue team. Um, and this is where they look out of the tent that they are in. And they see the shipping containers containing the blue team. And we cut to Red Soldier number one and Red Soldier number two, who are sitting just in front of the protagonist. One of them says, why don't they let us see them? And then Red Soldier two says, maybe we won't like what happened. <laughs> Ooh, oh, yeah. I uh, like that. Yeah, I, I didn't really pick that up until this watching. I thought that was really good. And that's I never picked up on that either, but that's uh, that's solid right there. Uh-huh. Because I think it's 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 too confusing for your mind because Right after that, they cut to um, uh, Neil in his briefing. <laughs> okay, yeah. And he's sitting there, uh, you know, listening. And But I didn't realize this. They're in the same tent. Oh, they, oh but just different times. Different times. Because right. uh, in my previous minute, he's about to say, um, uh, Ives is about to say, uh, one hour from now. Wait. 
one hour ago, they had this briefing. Right, right. And their information is the benefit. Uh, this briefing is beneficial from be, uh, the beneficiary mm-hmm. of their information uh, from that. Who who does the blue team uh, briefing? It's not Neil, right? It's Wheeler. A oh, Wheeler does the briefing for and you, okay. yeah. And in the script, she kind of has some stuff that she says, but also, but in the briefing, for some reason, they kind of like just rah, 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 rah. <laughs> like they, they Charlie Brown teachered her because <laughs> she's got the, the she's. She's in a, the gas mask, so they're all right. sitting there. They're probably all going, "Wait, what is she saying? <laughs> <laughs> Are we the inverted team? Like, <laughs> any other stupid questions?" <laughs> is what is what she's trying to say? <laughs> is it too late to switch to the red team? <laughs> hmm. Yeah, and then that kind of goes into. My next minute, it kind of ends with the protagonist staring off at the shipping containers through the window after um, hearing those uh, two soldiers uh, bicker about that. And that's kind of, I'm going to say this is the very beginning of the third act, because then we go into everything I've already discussed. And now I'm excited. I want to get to the, uh, to the, the, the inverted scene of them traveling on the boat, on the barge. Yeah, I, I, I remember there being a lot of discussions yeah. in there that by that time you're kind of in the movie as you're watching it on the red team in linear time. You're so ready for just this to wrap up and there to be an action scene. <laughs> you're getting to some crazy stuff, actually, because and I didn't realize you're going to get to it before I am. But yeah, if you're on the barge, then you were going to have a couple episodes of discussion on the barge, but then it's the airport right it's the second or third trip to the airport it's the it's the Tex- second it's the, the second, second action scene at the airport yeah right you said yeah yeah second action scene at the airport but then before that it's the it's the hardest scene in the movie is the car chase <laughs> yeah i've watched a, a, there was a, somebody did a really good video on uh, youtube of trying to explain <laughs> and it's still such nonsense <laughs> It's it's hard to piece that together. So maybe I'm not looking forward to that. <laughs> I am actually. I think uh, I feel like I think the end is nonsense. I, I think we already covered the nonsense. I think the Stalsk 12 final battle scene mm-hmm. uh, still does not make sense to me, even yeah. though we've covered it in great detail. I don't think we can make a lot of sense of that scene. I think we can make sense of the car chase scene, and we will. That's a tall order. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm lo- I'm looking forward to that too. Like, there's a lot of information that's that's coming up that's given to us on the boat. Like I quote Neil a lot about the what does he call him the oh uh, uh, I can't even remember, but we're gonna get to it. the 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 idea of the time currents and how we're that because time generally flows in one direction, inverted stuff tends to disappear over time. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I can't remember the verbiage he uses either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something about currents or something like that. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, thank you all for listening to the Tenant Men podcast. This has been episode 28. Uh, if you've enjoyed this program, please take a moment to follow, rate, review this podcast on whatever service you found us on today. 
And rest assured, we will continue our temporal pincer movement of this film next week. And until then, we'll meet you at the beginning. I'll see you at the beginning.